1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Dave King says Stephen Gerrard won't be benefiting from any external investment at Rangers But they are set to launch a new share issue Brendan Rodgers hits out at the Hearts pitch That's after Celtic's 3-1 win in the capital And Dundee United and Livingston go head-to-head in the playoffs tonight As they try to reach the Premiership The sun is shining and you're joined tonight by Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans A sense of perspective is sometimes hard to find on this programme you may have noticed But let's remember Whatever we debate tonight And no matter how vigorously We might debate it There's a man in Salford Royal Hospital Who knows more about the game Than any of us Not that he ever minded a good set too You understand Sir Alex Super Scoreboard Salutes you And prays for you Derek Johnson What's on your mind After the weekend Well what's on my mind Is what's coming up You've always got to look forward And I think tomorrow night Is going to be sensational Aberdeen Against Rangers Who's going to get that second spot You look at Hamilton At home against St Johnston Thistle At home against Motherland Ross County Home to Dundee Huge matches at the bottom And at the top What a week this is going to be Maybe you're enjoying A day off work Maybe you had to go to work Unfortunately today But you're home now And you're settled down With your radio on And you want to get in touch Whatever it is Give us a call 01419511025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. As always, on a Monday night, quite a lot to get through. So let's start with Dave King. Mm. We always hear accusations that we don't hear enough of Dave King. Well, yeah. he's, he's in town and he called a, a media briefing, if you like today, Hugh Keevans, to give off the, the following news. He says there will be no external investors putting money into the club But announced a £6 million share issue would be launched next month He says he's not yet discussed the budget Stephen Gerrard will get for the transfer window But says whatever it is, it will be coming from investors like him who are already there The rights issue, um, I met with James Blair on Saturday And we've now given the go-ahead for the rights issue to commence immediately The share issue And yes, there will be a balance um, of conversion of loans versus raising of new cash. Right. Set the record straight then in terms of uh, any external investment that might be coming in. We're hearing all sorts of stuff. What can you say on that front? There is, the, at this stage, there is nothing external um, other than existing shareholders and existing investors. We're not talking to anyone new who's not there already. We've given the commitment that we will continue to invest in the squad and we'll be a net investor still. So we will provide additional net funds to him. He will sit down with Mark and he'll determine that. I mean, it's not a figure, as you know, previously, we, we don't put figures on that because we can't. How much fresh money will the share issue provide for Rangers? We, we, we haven't decided, but at the moment, I'm thinking that probably about six million new cash in the balance converted to loans. But once I get the player plan, you know, once Stephen and Mark come back to me and say we've had a chance to look at the squad um, and I say Stephen's got to decide who he thinks he can go with, who he wants out, the players he's bringing in, are they going to come in and loan, are they going to be transfer fees? So they're going to come back to me and say, outside of the targets you know already, to say I think we need another five players, six players, seven players, five out, eight in. They've got to come back and do that and then identify targets. It may involve transfer fees, it may not. Trying to keep up with Rangers financial affairs can sometimes be an unfathomable business, but this much I am certain of. 
What Dave King had to say today Was not what the Rangers supporters wanted to hear They were hoping for Major external investment That has not materialised And you have Dave King's word for it It will not materialise The £6 million to be raised in the share issue is nowhere near the amount of money that Stephen Gerrard needs as he approaches the manager's office at Ibrooks. And you wonder, Gordon, why didn't Rangers sell Alfredo Morelos when an apparent £9 million offer was there? They could get more from the sale of one player than they can from a share issue. Rangers fans, let's hear from you then because I know you were keen to hear from Dave King this afternoon. You've just heard from him. Are you disappointed in what he had to say Or are you you're quite happy with the way things are going to be Why not let us know 0141 951 1025 uh, You can tweet us at Clyde SSB as well Derek Johnson were you disappointed in what you heard this afternoon? Yeah slightly And I, I, I would imagine the, the talks with Stephen Gerrard You know you've been told you will be getting money I, I would, I'm just listening to, to Dave King there Who said £6 million will be there You know from invest people have already invested you know, they may well get more of that. And, and I would imagine if the manager wants more, then he will get more and, and it will come from within Ibrox again. Because it, there's no doubt in my mind that Stephen Gerrard's looked at the Rangers situation and he knows he needs money and, and he needs a lot of money to get Rangers back up. If they're going to be challenging not only Celtic, but Aberdeen and Hibs as well, this is a huge challenge. Then he's going to need to bring better players in. It was interesting listening to Dave there saying, you know, there might be loans, there might be free transfers, and there might be ones that they've got to buy. This is where Steven Gerrard comes in with the people that he knows and his contacts down south. He's going to have to work very hard to get people in, but also, I think, mainly to get people out. And we know how difficult that can be yeah, to get a player out of the club. But getting people in and out is not really Dave King's problem. That's for Mark Allen and Steven Gerrard to look at. But Derek, if you're going back to existing investors in the club to ask them for more money, this is not a sustainable business policy. This is going on and asking those who've given you a loan of money to give you more money on loan. But, but Hugh, if they're prepared to do it, then they'll do it. All they've got to say, you know, there'll be one day where they'll say, no, enough is enough, we, we've put enough in. But they, if they're quite prepared to do that, and Dave King has said they're all going to do it, they're all going to put money in, then, then that's it. Until eventually the, the, the three bears or whoever say, no, enough's enough, then you keep it going. But let's rewind, Derek, on... on Till this time last week for instance Or last midweek There was this assumption And it was always an assumption mm-hmm. anyway But there was this assumption That Stephen Gerrard Wouldn't have taken the job yes. Unless Rangers were getting Serious investment That was the quote Serious investment That's what everyone yep. kept saying There was this Rumour if you like This assumption that someone Was round the corner To pump serious money in And Monday was going to be the day This was going to be the yep. big announcement Whatever way you spin it that's not happening No that, that was the rumour has gone about And there's so many names Being thrown in At a Japanese whiskey firm David Murray's name Was even mentioned Putting money No There was all sorts of rumours And I think that's why Dave King had to come out Today and just explain Everything that's happening I mean there, there will be Six million pound minimum I think it may well Take more than that For Stephen Gerrard To get Rangers up that would be the, the obvious thing, Hugh Keevens. I mean, £6 million to, to us <laughs> is a lot of money. Of course. But in, in the in the bid to catch Celtic, it doesn't seem like very much. Well, once again, if uh, Celtic make it through the qualifying rounds for the Champions League next season and get into the group stages, once again, they'll bank tens of millions of pounds. The financial gap between the two clubs will widen ever further. Uh, and I think for Rangers supporters tonight, what Dave King had to say was not what they expected to hear or what they wanted to hear. Let's hear from them then. 0141 951 1025. Alistair's in Corker Hill. Hi, Alistair. Hi, good evening, Gordon, Derek, and Hugh. Hello. Hi there. 
Me, I'm Sir Alec Ferguson, the best possible recovery. Sure. And hope he gets back to full health and fitness. I don't exactly proclaim it to be his number one fan, but for health reasons and personal reasons, I hope he pulls through. Well said. And my point tonight is King has let us down yet again. Yet again, our support have to fork out. I will not, even if I was a wealthy man, I would not put to a share issue. Time after time, the club have asked us, the supporters, to cough up. It's about time they started giving us investment as soon as possible, the better. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. To be fair to Dave King, and to be factually correct, he's put in, as I understand it, £7 million of his own money. So it's not accurate to say he hasn't put anything in. Uh, but I agree with you, Alistair, that the Ranger supporters were looking for something dramatic, something that would, on top of the announcement of uh, Stephen Gerrard's arrival, would give them further hope for optimism. Derek, are fans like Alistair within the rights to feel disappointed tonight? <laughs> yeah, but well, I think most Rangers fans will be disappointed because they would, they would be anticipating something big was going to come out this morning. You know, after he, he, he told everybody at the weekend, we'll, we'll discuss everything on Monday and we'll tell you what's going on. He's been open with everybody and telling everybody's saying, you've got to tell the fans what's going on. Well, he's told them, you know, a lot of fans won't be happy. And I think it will be a huge disappointment because they, they were expecting someone with money to either come in on, on the board or someone to, to give them money, some big investor. But it hasn't happened, so they'll just need to get on with it. Do you it. think with the benefit of hindsight, Derek, they should have sold Morelos if the, if the money was there? I, I said at the time. I mean, if it was seven, eight, nine, ten million, my goodness. I, as I said with Henrik Larson, I'd driven them to the airport <laughs> just to get them down there. I'll, Listen, Hugh, maybe that's still on. Maybe that's still on. You know, the, the, the Chinese team want them in the summer. Who knows? Well, it certainly doesn't look like Alistair... <laughs> give us give us a feeling of the bigger picture, Alistair, in terms of of, of how you're feeling. I mean, this hasn't oh, damp this hasn't dampened your it's not dampened your spirits about the Stephen Gerrard appointment or anything. Uh, or has not it? Over, uh, not over Stephen Gerrard, Gordon, but at the same time over Mister King and his false dawns of promise after promise, which he still hasn't fulfilled. He's telling us about the improvements to the ground. That's sitting in closure. And by God, see the lumps I've seen in the walls between the top and the stand and the enclosure. They were there for all to see. So I don't see any significant progress under King. That, it's about time he stepped aside and I'm very vocal about it. Having said that, Alistair, this talk of a big external investor has never really come from Dave King. If we're being specific yeah. about that, it's not like last week he promised there was going to be a big investor and now there's not. Do you see the difference there? This was the speculation, yeah. I wouldn't say it was total speculation, Gordon. At the end of the day, he promised things before and they haven't come. He's been there for over three years now. Mm. and the, the team are totally duff as far as... That. That's the worst Rangers team I've seen in my 54 years of watching them. Where, where I would disagree with you again when, when you said, you know, the, the things that's wrong at Ibrox, you know, the walls and everything else. He spent They've spent about £10 million already on Ibrox. All the lounge has been done. There's a new roof. I think going on All the roof's got to get done In the Argyle house The scaffolding's out there There's been plenty of money spent And that had to be done Because I'd been neglected for years Everything, Derek, everything stems uh, Sorry Alistair Everything right stems here. Everything stems from the team in the park That's uh, what guarantees you Success on a domestic level uh, What would put Rangers back into Europe After many years absence So on top of the arrival of Stephen Gerrard And before everyone shouts it at the radio Yes I do understand It's a gamble <laughs> But on top of the arrival Of Stephen Gerrard The fans were looking for 
serious money so that Stephen Gerrard could make serious inroads towards trying to get anywhere near Celtic. And what they're hearing today does not represent serious money. Now, on this takeover panel situation, Dave King stressed the ongoing issue will have no effect whatsoever on the running of the club. If you remember, King lost his appeal in February against the court ruling forcing him to offer £11 million for the club's remaining shares. But he did explain today why he hasn't completed the process. About two weeks ago, um, the takeover panel approached me again and said they're unhappy now with the funds being held in South Africa and they would like them relocated into the UK to be held in a UK bank account in Sterling. I said, I'm happy to do that. But as you know, I don't have uh, facilities in the UK. We'd have to open a bank account, which we agreed to do. Um, but I said, that now requires an extension of the offer period because I can't get the money into the UK and open bank accounts, do the various KYC things you have to do with the banks in time to meet the deadline. Um, and they didn't grant the extension. So that's where we're stuck right now. Um, I've gone back to them and said I'm going to take that under review because uh, it's something you only asked for two weeks ago. Um, you guys are all aware that um, I'm not a South African resident, that my business interests are not in the UK. Therefore, I do have to open bank accounts, and that does take time. So that's really where we are right, where we are right now. So they've got the proof of funds in RANDs in South Africa, but they want it relocated to the UK. And I think it is important, though, to stress that this is absolutely nothing whatsoever in any way to do with the football club, directly or indirectly. It makes no difference to the football club. It makes no difference to the funding of the football club. It makes no difference to the ownership of the football club. This is an issue between myself and the shareholders of the holding company. It's got nothing to do with rain. It's got nothing to do with the team. Nothing to do with funding. Uh, so, Hugh, Dave King saying today also that the share issue can still take place. It's his participation in it which is affected by the, the takeover yeah. panel situation. It can still go ahead. Well, he's describing banking procedures. Uh, you have to allow the man that much But the regulatory body uh, Which attaches itself to the takeover panel Will continue to look at this And this is something that uh, has not finished yet Cameron's in Lindsay Hi Cameron Hi there, how are you doing Tanner? Not too bad, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, it's just about the £6 million that we uh, heard about Obviously getting injected into the team for improvement But it just seems like far little than expected And the appointment of Gerard is a huge high for him, and obviously today just feels like a kind of huge weight. Yeah, uh, Stephen hit the nail on the head about Morella. We could get nine million for him, and we could have used that money, which would be more than six million. Uh, I just want to think what the panel think would be a realistic figure uh, to invest in a squad that would compete with Celtic. Well, if you consider that at will. Celtic could go and get Odson Edward now from Paris Saint-Germain if they were willing to pay the asking price and if the asking price was around £6 million Celtic could just withdraw the money from the bank and pay for him so that's the kind of gap that exists between Celtic and Rangers if Celtic wanted a £6 million player he'd be there tomorrow so long as the money was agreed between the two clubs so that's how far Rangers have to travel to catch up with Celtic would you make it what Cameron's saying about the, the the mood, Derek? Because most of the calls we got to the show last week said, mm -hmm. "Yes, really excited about Stephen Gerrard if he's given enough money to try and yeah. have a serious go at it." And then most people's reading of what's happened today, certainly the callers we've had on, is that it doesn't look like there will be enough money to to make a serious challenge to 
to Celtic. Well, I mean, Stephen Gerrard has a lot of friends down south. You know, he's friendly with a lot of managers and players, and that's got to come into it. You know, whether he's going to get two or three loan players or whatever, you know, players that are going to come in and not, as I keep saying, not coming in sitting on the bench, but coming up and actually playing. Do you think that's you going know, to be enough? Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm saying, you know, that, that's the ones you don't have to pay the big money for. He's going to have to bring in, you heard Dave King in there saying, you know, if, if, if the bring eight out we'll need to bring nine in or whatever it is Rangers need a lot of players and he's going to have to do a lot of bargaining Stephen Gerrard I know Mark Allen is a man that makes the deals but I think he needs help from Stephen Gerrard as well £6 million doesn't seem an awful lot of money but it will get him two or three decent players but he's needing more than that I see what Derek's saying Hugh but there's only there's only so much bargaining as, as Derek calls it that you can do in this modern football world yeah. where money talks well, uh, I go back to the point that it's not what the Rangers fans expected. So they, they'll be feeling uh, a little apprehensive tonight after the high of Stephen Gerrard. Uh, they'll be a little apprehensive because Celtic are aware of where they stand and it's uh, all about getting 10 in a row for Celtic. It's all about Celtic not getting 10 in a row for the Rangers supporters. So the concern for the Rangers fans would be that whatever mm. Rangers did, Celtic would better it. See that the the Celtic scouting system seems to be a lot better at this moment. I mean, you think you think what they got Rogic for, you know, yeah. a big Australian, a big lad midfielder. He's turned out to be a fantastic player and yeah. could mm. make Celtic a lot of money. That's what Rangers have to do: try and get somebody not for a lot of money, play for a few years, try and get them back, and then they can make money on them. Final word to you, Cameron. Yeah, it's, it's about David Murray as well. It's not a secret, but I want to be against it. I want the fans against it. It's not a great line, I'm afraid, no, but, but I, I know where Cameron was going, yeah. Hugh, and that was an issue that Dave King was asked about today, and um, he let's dismissed just say, it. Let's just say, knocked it on the head. Yeah, he, he dismissed it, and uh, it would not be realistic uh, to believe that uh, David Murray would be back at Ibrooks now or at any time in the future. I'm sure we will take more calls on this So keep them coming But we're going to hear from Brendan Rogers. He's had a bit of a go at the Tynecastle pitch And called it embarrassing We'll talk football after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's show We're going to hear from Brendan Rogers Just on the previous Point Hugh Before we move on Something I think we should Knock on the head Because I was list- I was thinking back to Some of the calls we've had And the conversations About Dave King's um, Interview that we just played out mm-hmm. This £6 million figure That we keep hearing That's That's not Stephen Gerrard's budget that, no. that, 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 mm-hmm. that's, that's the wrong way Of looking at it Just in case That's the impression That's coming across no, That's the amount of money That uh, Dave King would like to raise By way of a share issue As Derek said earlier If there are other people Who can be approached to give Rangers a loan of money Then the £6 million can be added to My only observation on that is One day you have to get a sustainable business model That allows you to pursue your business Without having to go and borrow money from people yeah. But what you have to do first you And you said it earlier and you were right You have to get a team that's going to compete first yeah. If you've got a team that's playing and winning things It makes it slightly easier Right, let's talk football from yesterday And we'll hear from Brendan Rogers, shall we? Get your thoughts in 01419511025 Brendan Rogers says the 3-1-1 against Hearts was 
outstanding But he says he was embarrassed by the Tynecastle pitch He was angered by the length of the grass Claiming he felt sorry for the players having to play in it And says that type of thing doesn't help the development of football in this country I thought the win was outstanding I'm actually, I sit a little bit embarrassed because of the pitch You talk about standards and this is a great club, Hearts, really passionate I actually felt really, really sorry for both sets of players I think you've seen it early on the ball gets thrown out and it actually sticks in the grass it was that long. Now, if that's what it takes you away, if I have a standard where, and Bobby will tell you when you go around the world to all these countries that he referees in, the pitch has to be to a certain standard. And it's not just to suit us. I'm talking about football in general. Stephen Naismith has played in the Premier League a lot of his life. You know, you see their players try to play and they can't pass the ball. First time in my life I said to, to a team of mine, listen, to build the game from behind is a huge risk. Why? Because the ball's getting stuck. You know, so at half time I had to say, Look, listen, we're going to have to play a more direct game. You know, we can't build a game and then play in their half. And then from there you think I think we dominated the game then second half. From a football perspective and for spectators, that wasn't football. And then I think obviously probably if they can have the pipes aren't broken next time so it can be watered as well, that would be also be, be good. I heard the pipes had broke before the game and we asked for water, so but this is about standards. This is about the product Scottish football, is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking just solely on, on Celtic. I'm talking about for the spectators. I'm talking about for the young, gifted players in their team who can't dribble with the ball or can't pass the ball properly because of the grass. That's OK. If that's, if that's what you want to do, then fine. But pff, it's not football. You haven't qualified for how long? 20-odd years. Try to develop players, try to develop a product here, try to move the game on, move it forward. Brilliant win for us, having to cope with all of that. A totally foreign game to us, having to play. But how the players dealt with it, I was, I was really impressed, Michael. I'm having a terrible old time with the grass in my back garden, Hugh Keevens. I was cutting it today. I had the seed out. I was trying to fill in some of the patches. So I didn't expect to come in here tonight and be talking about grass. But there we go. If a man is trying to drive up standards in Scottish football, then he's not to be opposed. However, I was surprised by Brendan Rodgers going on about the grass when there were other things concerning hearts that I thought were seriously questionable. I mean, we all know apparently the ground staff were sent out immediately after the game to cut the grass, therefore it was a tactic. But all is fair in love and war. I hate guards of honour, as I've told you many times. <laughs> Here we program. go again. But the, 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 they shouldn't have given Celtic one because the one they gave them, players standing with their hands on their hips, it seemed like a silent protest. I thought the Stephen Naismith tackle on Scott Brown was malevolent, malicious, spiteful, shocking conduct, pro to fellow pro. Uh, and I think Craig Levine's comments now, with the benefit of hindsight, that all players in Scotland need to be protected from Scott Brown, that is not only laughable now, it's offensive, given Stephen Naismith's challenge on Scott Brown. So, the grass, that's a professional man's look at things, but... There were other aspects attached to yesterday's game that made Hearts look less of a club than they really are. But, but the one, but the one thing you've missed out, Hugh, was the goal that got chalked off, which was an absolute disgrace for Hearts. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolute disgrace. Big see mistake. If you, see if you watch it in slow motion again. It was Bain that did the pushing. He pushed the two men in front of him to try and get the ball and made a mess of it. Yeah, it's and a I'm, goal every day of the week. And I'm going to get in one step ahead here because Celtic fans feel. That it shouldn't have been a corner in the first place And therefore none of that matters Well but Bobby Madden 
Sadly Had a very poor game well, well, Let's take some calls on it Because I'm sure we'll uh, Go round the grounds With this one Pat is in Johnson Hi Pat I agree with the panel Hey talk to yourself you. Yes sir I spoke to you a few times Over the years On the show And then when you were on The, the newspaper Quite a few times Mostly about referees uh-huh. Now You might remember A few weeks ago in, in the record They had a caption The untouchables Four referees and they are, in fact, untouchable. Now, there's Madden yesterday. That was a disgrace. The last two games he played, I'll give him credit, he was OK in the final game. He was all right in the cup final game. And suddenly he revert back to normal. Yesterday, I thought he was a disgrace. Now, something's got to be done by all these referees that don't do their job diligently. Diligently, I can't say that word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, they should be, let me finish, please. They should be demoted. Their wages, 8.50 a week, Supposed to be whatever it is They should go down to the first division If they get their wages slashed It would be an incentive You know what I mean Even Clancy, Dallas Young ones coming through They get pelters there's, there's nothing happened over the years Now I was fortunate enough to talk to you In the very first caller uh, After the debacle with Inverness Cali Thistle Hugh, I listen to you And you're an intelligent man You know what you're talking about and that was the first time ever I've never heard you say a word. You were dumbstruck. You had no words for me. Which which game are we talking about here? We're talking about the Inverness Cali semi, uh, semi-cup final, the cup semi-final, when the, the, the handball that wasn't given... No, you're, 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 yeah, absol- yeah. you're absolutely wrong, because I said on the Monday night on this programme that I felt that the mistake was so grotesque that the referee should perhaps have been stood down until the end of the season. I appreciate, so, I do appreciate Pat's point, but yeah. can we at least try and keep it to re- bad yeah. refereeing decisions let's, from let's, this weekend? Because my go, goodness, we'll yeah. be here all night. Let's go back then. Derek's right. The decision to uh, disallow Hart's goal is nonsensical because if anyone is impeding Scott Bain and Celtic's goal, it is another Celtic player. Should it have been a corner in the first place? Uh, no, it shouldn't have been a corner. And when you get to Kyle Lafferty's goal, to my way of thinking, there is an undoubted foul on Scott Brown by uh, Stephen Naismith. But, wonderful finish. Uh, then, you could argue that Dedrick Boyata is by a millimetre offside when Celtic equalise. But for me, all of that is... F- Fair enough It happens week in week out However My one complaint Would be The tackle By Naismith On Scott Brown Is horrible In fairness to Pat Derek Because he, he does He did touch on it At least but This is the nature Of the beast For referees yeah. Because when Bobby Madden Had a very very good game Between Celtic and Rangers Recently don't think there was a single call on the Monday night but, to but, talk but, about how good he was. Yeah, but that's a great thing, isn't it? If a referee does well, we don't speak about him because he's doing his job. <laughs> they won't think it's great. And he's done the job well, but you know, at the weekend he had a lot of poor decisions, you have to say. And I agree. I think the Na- Naismith knew what he was doing. He was late. The challenge was in there. The studs was in the groin area. He was a lucky, lucky man not, not to get a red but, card. If if the referee had seen that, probably better, or his assistant told him about it then that was a, that was certainly a red card but to go back to Pat's uh, contention that referees are allowed to get away with all of this we do have a, a compliance officer and I would be astounded if the compliance officer did not offer Stephen Naismith a ban because we're trying to have a game of professional football here I'll leave aside Hart's grass and the decision to cut it after the game but this is professional football and to have challenges like that is 
wholly unacceptable in professional football. But, but it happened to you. You know, you look at the Hibs game just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, Hibs were in and about Celtic. There were, there were probably been more fouls in that game than there was in the game yesterday. But it's the ones that are, are over the top and everything yesterday. That is the ones that we're looking at. You've got to get a tackle into a player. You can't. You sit back and allow Celtic to pass the ball around. They're going to absolutely batter you. The only way. Yeah. Teams have got a chance of beating Celtic or getting a draw is by closing them right. down quickly yeah, but, and getting but, a few but tackles. Let, let's let's be Naismith. very clear: the Stephen Naismith incident, that tackle? yeah, doesn't doesn't fall into that category. Well, he's, Derek. Into, he's going for the ball and it was very very late and he's calm. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, when no, you're no, running, no, no. But are you going to run twenty yards and just kick the player rather than not even look at the ball? Derek, I think you'll have to, yeah, I think you'll have to you, go back and look at it again. You're Derek. losing me here. Does it, Scott Brown not clear the ball up the line yeah, and then Stephen Naismith lands on? Listen, I'm not sticking up for Stephen Naismith. He should he could have easily been sent off. I've said that But he's gone in Trying to block When he's kicked the ball He's tried to block it as well And he's stuck the foot up And he's caught him in the groin Simple as that Well it's, ex- it's extremely late with it. And to be fair Hugh he's I think that I, 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 I You couldn't repeat. say anything else I, I will repeat It was malevolent It was malicious And For me It's a shocking way For one professional To treat another uh, Ian and Greenock Wants to talk about it as well I think Hi Ian Hi Gordon Hi Shu. Hi Derek Hello. Derek Stop denying things. It was a stone wall red card, and he's only spoke about a tackle with Naismith on Scott Forrest, uh, James Forrest. On you go then, Ian, you talk about it. Yes, that was thuggery. Shoo, you said about the tackle on Naismith, uh, on Brown for Naismith, was malicious. How did the compliance officer not offer him a four game ban? Well, let's. Ridiculous. Let's hold on a second. Let, let's. Have the compliance officer decide what needs to be done about what. What I'm saying is that Bobby Madden has, and his uh, assistant referee, who did not assist him in that particular instance, in either instance, uh, they will now have to see what the compliance officer makes of it all. So you can't criticise the compliance officer yet because he's done nothing. Yeah. All right, uh, Gordon, the, the goal you chopped off, yeah. It was a goal, but I didn't think it was called my kick, as you said. Now, Craig Levine made a comment in his interview saying that would have been 2 nothing. That would have made it 1 nothing. Who's <laughs> to say Kyle Lafferty would have made it 2 nothing? Yeah. Celtic could have went up the park and made it 1 each. Yeah, you're right. I, was, I agree no, with that. Like, that's a silly you agree with me I, I, I agree with you totally, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean the same move's going to happen and he's going to score a second goal. Yeah, I go. No, no. If that was your team, Derek, right? Just football perspective, nay Celtic, nay Rangers. If that, if it was your team on our park yesterday, and you've got a big cup final coming up, and a team comes out to boot you off the park, you as a manager, a former manager or a player, wouldn't you be happy, Derek? Correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But listen, your hearts and your your you're fighting for your lives and everything else. I know that they, there's nothing to play for, but they're out there. The last time they played there, they beat Celtic four nothing, and I and I think hearts in the last three or four games have been absolutely atrocious. They were terrible at Ibrox. They were pathetic at Aberdeen, and I thought this would be a cakewalk for Celtic on Sunday because hearts were so poor. But all of all of a sudden, you're playing against the champions. It's a full house there again, and the players are fired up, and that's what the manager said. Look, if we're going to get a result here, we're going to have to get in close. We're going to have to get a few tackles in here. And that's what happened. Some of them were over the top and some of them were late. One other thing that came out of the game, Hugh Keevans, was the injury to Odson Edward. Yeah. He's going to face a, a race against time to be fit for the Scottish Cup final. Now, I'm not expecting too many Celtic fans to be panicking, given they have the 
strike force of Lee Griffiths and Moussa Dembele to fall yeah. back on but I'm sure they would much rather go into a Scottish Cup final with the option It's a great pity for Odson Edward if he does miss the Cup final because he looked to be a player absolutely brimful of confidence the goal he scored at Ibrooks helped that the two goals he got against Rangers in the following game at Celtic Park helped that uh, so it was a real shame for him and by the, the look of him as he sat in the dugout afterwards, he knew yeah. it was. If, a, a if it's a hamstring week. injury, you then, then if, if he's if he's pulled the hamstring, he's out. You're right. He the won't play again. The interesting the comment uh, from Brendan Rogers afterwards was that he took uh, Musa Dembele off after 60, 65 minutes because uh, he was the only fit striker he had left. Uh, so I wonder if Lee Griffiths has a more serious. Injury problem than We are perhaps aware of At the moment Before I let Ian back in To have the final say What about the football itself I, I do like to try and talk about football If possible um, He's one of the men of the moment If you like Derek Tom Rogic oh. And you have to say the pass uh, For Dembele's goal I, I just think it's a lot quality of I, mean, I mean Celtic are trying to talk to him Just now about signing a new contract And that would be a huge loss If he went somewhere else But it wouldn't surprise me If one of the top clubs in England Come in for him You know And, and it'll be a hard one for him But Tell you what, if you lose him, you're losing an awful lot. He gives that midfield so much and also going forward. And you're right, his vision and his passing are second to none. What a good player he is. Ian. Derek just took stole my thunder out of his Tom Roger. <laughs> On you go. <laughs> Brilliant, Derek. Uh, well, well said. I think the boys get unbelievable talent. I was at uh, I was at a Lisbon Lions uh, big do in the Celtic Club last year, you know, for the fiftieth anniversary. And me and my young brother, you've, you've spoke to Michael on here a, a number numerous occasions, Gordon. And we spoke to Wally Wallace, and Wally Wallace says uh, that Tom Rogic is going to be one of the best players in European football. If and he's not he's not far away. Sure. If, if you take Celtic's policy in these matters, and it's relevant to the discussion because we've started with Dave King and Rangers finances, Celtic's policy in these matters is get them in, get them in as cheaply as you can. And sell them for as much as you can And uh, Tom Rogic would definitely fall into that category And he said himself If he has a good World Cup for Australia You never know Thank you to Ian in Greenock If you want to get involved tonight 01419511025 is the number you need And we're going to take more of your calls After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Download the app and score a tap-in Please gamble responsibly Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. We kicked off by talking about Dave King. We then moved on uh, to Celtic. Lots of angry Celtic fans with you, Derek Johnson, on mm-hmm. Twitter for your comments on that incident. I'm not going to call it a tackle because then you get reminded that it wasn't a tackle and so on between Stephen Naismith and Scott Brown. So let's just be clear. Do you think it was a red card? Yes. Right, I think, okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was late and high and it was dangerous. Just yes. making sure. All right, I don't know. I probably won't satisfy those of you who are asking, but just, it a just so we can clear it up. Yes, if the, if the referee sees it, I think he gives a red. I don't think he sees it quite as as bad as it was. Obviously, that's why he only got a yellow. Alec is in Parkhead. Hi, Alec. Hi, panel. How are we doing? Not bad. What's what are your thoughts tonight, Alec? Just sitting at my back. Lovely. We we a wee steak salad dinner. Listening to a super scoreboard doesn't get much better than that, does it? Well, listen, we are stuck in here with one wee tiny tainted, uh, tainted, tinted window. Um, listen, listen, so Alec, if you put I a couple of chips on that plate, it would be even better. <laughs> uh, obviously, the, the game yesterday, I think firstly, it was a brilliant game of football. Uh, I thought 
Celtic coming back for Tenerife, <coughs> I think I read it was on Thursday, and to go to Tynecastle and to win 3-1, albeit there was a few dubious re- uh, events that occurred, but, you know, it's one of the hardest uh, parts to go to. Hearts had nothing to play for. Celtic had uh, to keep the momentum up for the Scottish Cup final. I think that, you know, we've spoken enough about the tackles, but, you know, Scott Brown... And the one in James Forrest as well. Uh, you know, we don't need we don't need that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Celtics try to play football, right? Celtics try to play football to, to for like Europe. We could easily send a team of bruisers out and, and kick people up and down the park. We're trying to pass the ball, and I know everybody's got today what they've got today. But when people watch, they want to see football. I could do what, what Naismith done yesterday. As, as 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 Chris Sutton says, it was a coward's way. The only thing I would say is that uh, I look back at what Craig Levine said some weeks ago That all players in Scotland need protection from Scott Brown And I repeat, that comment is now not just laughable, it's offensive When you see the treatment that is being meted out to Scott Brown uh, You know, he's, he's no shrinking violet himself Plenty of people been on the wrong end of a, a sore one from Scott Brown But... To say that players in Scotland need protection from him when you've got Stephen Naismith doing what he did yesterday is laughable. And whilst I do see where Alec and other Celtic fans are coming from, Hugh, and let me be very clear, because sometimes these comments get a bit lost, not for a second condoning any bad challenges, whether Celtic are in a cup final or whether they are trying to play the right type of football to get into Europe and so on, the only small thing worth remembering That's not really a consideration for Hearts no, no, Listen, no. of course they have to go about Their football in a fair and proper way But what's going on In terms of a bigger context for Celtic that, That's not really Hearts I business. said to you on Saturday's programme Gordon This will be a real match Because Hearts have got no time for Celtic And Celtic have got no time for Hearts In terms of the, the supporters It is... I think for the Celtic supporters the, the next biggest fixture after the game against Rangers And so it turned out to be uh, that you know the, the 4 nothing game earlier in the season Hearts were magnificent Celtic were hopeless uh, And when Kyle Lafferty scored yesterday You wondered if Celtic were fully up for this game But they played some excellent football Scored some lovely goals uh, And it was what I expected it to be It was... No holds barred But one man in the park forgot himself it, it, It's probably the most physical hearts have been in a few weeks You know, because I haven't been playing well They've been playing five at the back as we all know And, you know, just trying to pick up points here and there But I think that's the most physical they've been on, on yeah. Sunday Simply because they were playing against the champions And they're looking to try and get a result for their fans Alec, one of the other stories to come out of the weekend was Charlie Masonda Because remember there was a, a few suggestions that Chelsea weren't too happy with his lack of first team action at Celtic um, I even saw on social media Hugh That his mum tweeted something Which a lot of Celtic fans were thinking "Oh, Does this mean that he's he's leaving Celtic And going back to Chelsea Brendan Rodgers talking about it yesterday uh-huh. That he's picked up an injury at the moment And he's he's going getting treated there, at Chelsea yeah. They're the parent club uh, As Patrick Roberts went back to Manchester City Earlier in the season Because they're his parent club Um I just have my doubts and I have no information whatsoever. Let me underline that. I have no information, but I have my doubts if we'll see Charlie Masonda back here again. I, d- I don't think that he was happy with lack of game time and I don't think yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea were either. either. Might yeah. it be we just see more of him next season, Alec? What do you think? 
Obviously, you know, when you look at some of the performances the Celtic's done in the last, you know, the last maybe half a dozen games, where would you think that that boy, now, I've not seen enough of him either, but where would you think that he would go in that team? You've got, obviously, Brown, you've got Insham, you've got Armstrong coming back, you've got Rogic, yeah. you've got McGregor, you've got Forrest, you know what I mean? Alec, uh, what, what I would say to you then, Alec, is, you know, why bring him up in the first place then? You know, we, we all heard he's a smashing player, one of the best youngsters. Well, in you never know football. how things are going to turn know, out, though, that, do you? But, you know, but if you're Chelsea, you're sending him up there because they've obviously spoken. Brendan Rodgers has spoken with Chelsea. Yes, he'll be getting games up here. He's a good player, and he hasn't really played. What's the point in sending somebody on loan if he's not going to get a game? You know, it doesn't matter who you are. When you send somebody, where you expect them to get a game? Thank you to Alec in Parkhead. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You may also. Be enjoying your dinner in the back garden because it's such a nice night. Why not give us a call uh, and you can rub it into us? We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. She had to wait a long time. I don't have a back garden. That's true. I live in a flat. You got a wee communal area? No. 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 Mm, well, I don't think you're going to get much sympathy anyway. Right, <laughs> Colin's in Easter House. Hi, Colin. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Derek. Hi, you. Hello. Um, Derek, um, I'd like to put a positive spin on this um, uh, press conference with David Dave King. I think. I'd like to think he played a blinder, so he did. Why would take him out and say that there's, say, £30 million, say, just for talking sake, for Stevie Gerrard to spend in the summer? Mm-hmm. Um, and alert every club in Scotland and England that Rangers have got a bit of money. I mean, if I go and buy a motor, I'm not going to tell a guy that I've got five grand in my pocket <laughs> if the motor's two grand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll tell the guy I've got a grand in my pocket and then we'll barter. So I just, I'd like to put a positive spin on it. Yeah, it was. it's certainly a big positive, and I, and I like the way you're thinking as well. I like, I think hey, most Colin. Rangers, Colin, the, the, I think the Rangers fans are hoping exactly what you've said, but somehow I don't think that is the point. Fair play to Colin Hugh. I admire yeah. his optimism. Absolutely, I'm yeah. just going on what I've seen generally today. Other people's reaction, I've certainly not seen it described as playing a blinder. <laughs> no, uh, you can knock him out and categorically state that there will be no external investment in the club. And expect to hear a round of applause in the background. Colin? No, I'll still say the same thing, Gordon. Um, I don't see the reason why he needs to come out and say. Stay. I mean, look at this. Pedro Casina got between 8 and 10 million last year, right? Uh-huh. To spend in the summer. Stuart, Stevie Gerrard's not going to come up for 6 million or 7 million or 8 million. There's got to be a lot more in the coffers for Stephen Gerrard if he's going to rebuild. How do we know this though Colin I'm talking about what we know Because you're assuming Like we all did last week By the way I'm not blaming you for that How do we know this Because what people expected To come out of today's press conference Was that knowledge This is this is what it was meant to be This is what people thought Was happening today mm-hmm. That what they assumed Was going to be proven correct Do you honestly think Stevie Gerrard would, um, would be sitting in The chairman's office um, Saying right Chairman How much have I got to spend And the chairman turns around And says Six million I'll take the job, they bother. Nonsense. Again, Colin, I'm not, I'm not, I understand where you're coming from with that assumption, but there's nothing to prove that that's not the case no. at the moment. But, but what, is, what is happening as we speak, Gordon, we know he doesn't start until June the 1st, but listen, what's getting done now, it wouldn't surprise me if he's working just now, you know, with Mark Allen, you know, getting names and trying to speak to people, speaking to agents. I think Stephen will be speaking to people down south as well. Loads of work is getting done now before he joins in January the 1st. We'll need to wait and see. We can all speculate, is it six million? Is he not getting as much as that? Is he getting more? Well, we'll soon find out in the summer. Again, Hugh, I just want to repeat, six million pounds, that figure, that's not Stephen Gerrard's budget. Yeah, I understand why people 
are looking at that and saying they thought it would be, but you know, that's not his his it, playing budget. No, no, no. If you take the chairman at his word, though, there is no external investment and there is none on the horizon. Therefore, Rangers will need to go back to people who have previously given them money as a loan and ask them for more money as a loan. And, and that, that's the way Rangers are running their business just now. Colin, here's perhaps a different way of looking at it, Colin. When you heard that Dave King was calling this press conference, because remember, he arranged it. Did you think, I hope he sits there and says that there's no external investment because that'll keep everyone guessing and it'll be a, a masterstroke? No, 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 no. Not at all. I mean, I was... I get told that the, that there was two investors coming in as well, same as quite a lot of people, Gordon, uh, so, um, I suppose. But at the same time, I'm not going to uh, see a press conference today and just be uh, downbeat about it. I'm going to wait till the summer, see what Stevie Gerrard yeah. does, see what money is there, and then I'll make an opinion after it. Yeah, your optimism, yeah. Uh, again, we applaud your optimism, but one of the most commonly heard things in this programme uh, is that, oh, I have heard... That there are one or two major... We hear it every three months. Uh, and you have the chairman's word for it that no, no, there aren't any. Oh, is that it? I thought, I thought he was going to say something <laughs> else. That was for dramatic oh, effects. So, no, I, I, I thought there was going I, to be a, 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 something to finish it off there. Uh, you how, just stopped. Uh, how's about this? Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. See now, if I just pressed that, as soon as you finished talking, that would have been the dramatic effect you were looking for. Big showbiz, big Hollywood. Right, I'll try my best next time. Beat the pundits almost upon us. If you want to take on Hugh or DJ, give us a call right now. It's 30 seconds head to head against one of them for your chance to win a signed ball. Go and pick up the phone right now. Dial 01419511025 and it could well be you who's playing Beat the Pundit after the news. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnston are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. We've been discussing Dave King's press conference today. We've been discussing Celtic against Hearts as well. Or Hearts against Celtic, I should say, to be correct. We will have time for more calls on those, I'm sure. 0141 951 1025. And we're going to look at the playoffs tonight because Dundee United and Livingston are battling out as they try and seal promotion to the top flight. We'll get to that after this. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Either Hugh or DJ is going to be up against Aaron from Cumbernauld. How are you tonight, Aaron? Hi, how you doing? Not too bad at all. Feeling confident? Mm, wee bit. Mm, wee bit. Well, you never know. Maybe these two have been out in the sun all day, and it's made them even less no- even less knowledgeable than than usual. You can read into that what you will. I've got their mics turned off as well, so they can't come back at me. Something <laughs> cheeky. Oh, you're you're back on right. Yes. Um, heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's DJ. And it is heads. Hugh Keevens up against Aaron and Cumbernauld. So let's give Hugh some clay too, so that he can't hear us, and we'll get this up and running. Aaron, thirty seconds head to head. You can pass. Your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Okay. Cardiff manager Neil Warnock has guided a team to promotion how many times? Twice. Who scored the winning goal for Chelsea against Liverpool yesterday? Giroud. Which Spanish team plays their home matches at the Mestalla? Valencia. Uh, which Scot is playing in this year's Snooker World Championship final? John Higgins. Uh, which Stoke player blamed their relegation on a poor transfer policy? 
Which city does the Swiss football team Grasshoppers play in? Zurich Okay Let's bring Mr Keevans back Are you with us Hugh? I am You are Alright same set of questions to you Are you ready? Okay Cardiff manager Neil Warnock Has guided a team to promotion How many times? Seven Who scored the winning goal For Chelsea yesterday Against Liverpool? Uh, Hazard uh, Which Spanish team Play their home matches At the Mestalla? Uh, Valencia Which Scott is playing In this year's Snooker World Championship final? John Higgins Which Stoke player Blamed their relegation On a poor transfer policy? Ryan Shawcross Which city does the Swiss football team Grasshoppers play in? Uh, Zurich And which nationality is Hibs goalkeeper Ophir Marciano? Italian How are you feeling about that, Aaron? Mm, close, I think uh, Close, I think you might be right Let's go through them First question Neil Warnock has actually guided a team to promotion eight times Ooh. You were close, Hugh Keevan So none of you got the first one right On to the second one Who scored the winning goal for Chelsea against Liverpool? It was Giroud Aaron got it Hugh um. went for Hazard So it's 1-0 to Aaron on to the next one Which Spanish team plays their home matches At the Mestalla You both got it correct It's Valencia 2-1 to Aaron On to the next one John Higgins Is the Scot playing mm-hmm. in this year's Snooker World Championship final You both got that Which means 3-2 to Aaron On to the next one Which Stoke player Blamed their relegation On a poor transfer policy It was Jack Butland Oh, So there we go So still 3-2 On to the next one Which city does... The Swiss football team Grasshoppers playing Zurich. Mm. You're just constantly one behind now, Hugh Keevans. Ah, 4 3, three. which meant you got onto the last question. Aaron didn't. You needed this to equalise. Which nationality is Hibbs goalkeeper Ofer Marciano? You said Italian. The answer is Israeli. Well done, Aaron and Cumberland. Gets the week off to a winning start for the listeners. Well done, Aaron. Brilliant Third time lucky on being punted Oh he's been on before There we are Third time lucky I'm happy with that Well done to Aaron You'll never forget that now will you Ofer Marciano Israeli Israeli Uh, Let's go to Tanadice I'm not sure if we've got Confirmed team news from both But let's check in anyway With Dave Galloway Dundee United Against Livingston for the chance to move towards a place in our top flight of football, Dave Galloway. Yes, good evening, Gordon. It's uh, a beautiful night here at Tanadice. Uh, the sunshine is uh, bathing the pitch. Uh, we're expecting a big crowd tonight. Another huge night for United, like you say. Uh, they've had only two days rest after their hard-fought 2-1 win here against uh, Dunfermline, which clinched their semi-final showdown with Livingston. Can Shabalazlo's men go again tonight? as they bid to set up a lead to take into Friday evening's return leg. Now, Laszlo insists the hectic scheduling of matches is unfair on United. Livy, on the other hand, they haven't been in action since their 2-0 league loss here at Tanadice back on April the 28th and will have fresher legs going into this doubleheader. And manager David Hopkin is targeting a second successive promotion for his team. Uh, still waiting on confirmation of the... Livingston lineup, but I can tell you for Dundee United, in comes uh, Harry Lewis and Thomas Mickelson. Out go Dennis Mehmet and Paul McMullen. So it's Harry Lewis in goals for United. Anthony Ralston, Bilal Moshni, Stuart Murdoch, and Jamie Robson at the back. In midfield, Billy King, Sam Stanton, Willow Flood, and Scott Fraser up front. Scott McDonald and Thomas Mickelson. The subset Donaldson, Dernan, Gillespie, Slater, McMullen, Ling, and Edgen Gelly. Don't have the confirmed uh, Livy lineup yet, uh, but I am told that there are four changes uh, in Mullen, Devita, Longridge, 
and Pittman out go uh, Jacobs, Thompson, Cadden and Hardy and your match referee here at Tanadice is Nick Walsh Thank you to Dave Galloway and actually there was news earlier today Derek that Ryan Hardy is going to miss the He's going to miss all the playoffs. He's injured, Ryan Hardy. He's, injured. he's been one of Livingston's main men since he went there on loan. Yeah. And this is where it gets really fascinating, yeah. Hugh Keevans. You've got Livingston who finished second and they finished a, a comfortable second. Yeah. Dundee United, the so called bigger club, to try and come through the playoffs. And they've only just played on Friday night. You know, it's a yeah. gruelling playoff schedule. Yeah, but uh, the loss of Ryan Hardy's a potential game changer, potential tie changer. Uh, but we'll see what David Hopkins can do. To uh, compensate for that um, If you were Hard hearted man You would say Right give us Dundee United Because They will bring fans the crowds in the, yeah. And uh, Livingston won't uh, But It's not about being hard hearted And Hard headed In terms of finance It's about who plays The best football yeah. And The loss of Ryan Hardy Is Terrific for Livingston uh, But they're not a one-man team. They are, but he's, he's somebody that knows where the goals are, Hugh. And, you know, his contract's up at Rangers this season. And so, you know, it's, it's, if he's going to be injured for, for the yeah. last couple of games, then it's it's not good for him. But I've listen, I've watched Livingston, and the three or four times that I've seen him, I've been really impressed with him. You know, they're not a lot of great football in the side, but what they are, they're all big and strong. They can all run. They're a very fit side, and they get in and about people. Tend to play the long ball all the time, but it's successful. Yeah. That's why they're second top of the league. So Dundee United are not going to get their own way tonight, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating week as we find out who from the Championship is going to be in the playoffs. And then, of course, we move towards the weekend, Hugh. Yeah. We've got a midweek fixture card to come before then, before we find out which team from the top flight is going to go down and meet them. Yeah, I mean, Ross Trout, they look as if they'll go down automatically But while it's arithmetically possible for them to slip the noose Then you never know So it's Patrick Thistle, Hamilton, Ross County The victim's in there somewhere I mean, it's a, t- a terrific lineup tomorrow when you see the games You know, the big one obviously is up at Petaudry with the Aberdeen and Rangers What a huge game that is But Hamilton, St Johnston, Thistle, Motherwell Ross County have to beat Dundee I mean if, if Ross County drop anything Tomorrow night then For me that's definitely they're going down It's going to be an exciting week of football Whichever way you look at it Why don't you join us 0141 951 1025 Stephen is a Rangers fan in Garahill Hi Stephen Hi Gordon Hi Hugh Hi Derek Hi Stephen Gordon it's um, a bit like the last caller calling <clears throat> Under no circumstances did anybody And let me tell you Most Rangers fans Including Derek, when Petro Kitsino was given, I reckon it was actually more than ten million. Nobody thought he was going to get anything like that. Certainly knew he would get some kind of finance to bring in players. That's natural. But for Steven Gerrard to come in under no circumstances whatsoever, listen to Kenny Douglas at the weekend and the other guys, Sunis, etc. Every single one of them, I told, all said he knew for a fact he was get what what he was going to get as in transfers. Budgets, so therefore, anybody with common sense knows that he would have needed well in excess of 10 mil. Now, even if he only gets the 10 mil that Pedro got, if you look at Hibs, Hibs, now for me and for plenty of Celtic fans that I certainly know, they maintain that they have the best midfield in the country by far, and we know they've only got four, five, six players. But certainly, they're at this moment in time for the last six, seven weeks, they're by far the best midfield in the country by miles. By miles, in fact, even at the start of the campaign, 
they'd gave Celtic by far the hardest game. Do you think? Do you so think? Do you think Hibs midfield, Stephen? Just to, to clarify, do you think Hibs midfield is miles better than Celtic's? And I smoke for his four, his first four choice. Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. Celtic can't handle them with a midfield and never have done this season, not in one single game. Beat them twice, yeah, did they not? But the, the the league table tells you another story, does it not? That's right, Hugh. Because we all know you need defence and you need a, a strikers. Hibs big problem now is they don't have good enough guys up front to put the ball in it. So it's a, it's an all an all consuming thing as we know, but at the same time it's all to do with who you bring in. And Rangers, I'm afraid, over the last two and three guys. We talk about, uh, go back to what Mark Warburton and Davy Weir. Now, whilst we all had respect for Davy Weir for what he done with Rangers, his recruitment policy along with Mark Warburton, especially in centre-half position, Derek, you must yeah. know that. It was absolutely yeah. horrific. Horrific. Yeah. And, and, so, and I think, you know what, and I think that's the first thing a manager does when he comes into a new club that, that's struggling a bit. Is you make sure you've got a solid back four. You stuff in your defence. Exactly. I, I would, I would, a lot of people don't like Tavernier, but I do like Tavernier, and I like John even better. I think that's the right and left back for you, as far as I'm concerned. What they need 100%. is two, two solid centre backs. Is what they need. Absolutely, Derek. Two decent centre halves, and we certainly need a striker. We have quite a few midfielders. I'd like to see, as you call them, a, a natural leader on the part. That's a must. So what in summary here? What are you saying that, uh, that that Stephen Gerrard will use his contacts, and it's not absolutely necessary to have lots of money? No, what I'm saying to you is he'll need. I would I would imagine without using common sense, he'll certainly get at least ten mil. It's what he does with the ten mil. It's like every other manager. It's yeah. it's who he brings in, and at this moment in time, Derek's Derek's correct in what he's saying. The first two players Rangers must bring in is two reasonably decent centre-halves. We've not had one for a long, long yeah. time. The big picture here, though, surely, is that, yes, I agree with what you're saying, and it's possible that Steven Gerrard has players lined up, uh, but when you leave a, a good club in England, whether it's the English Premier League or the Championship, they are on such money now in terms of wages. They are on such phenomenal money that they're not going to come up here to do Stephen Gerrard a favour if it means dropping 50% of their wages. So he'll have to work hard to overcome that particular problem. He'll also have to he'll also have to work hard to get rid of several players at Rangers who are on incredible salaries. Why the club allowed players to be signed on 20 and 30,000 pounds a week is beyond me, but they have. And now these players Aren't worthy of a game So that problem is going to have to be addressed In the summer as well They'll have to be got off the wage bill And others are going to have to be brought in mm. But there is so much money now in England That Stephen Gerrard and Mark Allen Are going to have to work very hard to get quality. But, but you know what I liked about the Stephen Gerrard the, the quote that he said He said look A lot of people have, have, have said and written About myself going to Rangers And, and they're quite entitled to their opinions I didn't agree with them all but, you know, they're quite entitled to say what they want. I've got a few close friends that I spoke to about this job and they were quite happy for me to take it. And, and no doubt Kenny Dalgleish and Graeme Souness, I think, were, would have been among the, the few people that, that he would speak to. Certainly Souness anyway, you know, for the Ranger job. So he knew exactly what he was getting himself in for. And there's no doubt Souness had said to him, he's been there. Listen, it's probably the best job in the world if you're doing well and you're winning things. But if you're not... 
then you know you'll not get many sleepless nights as Brendan Rodgers told them. I don't think. Well, maybe some people are, but I, I don't think the suggestion here, Hugh, is that Stephen Gerrard didn't know what he was getting himself in for. We oh. assume Stephen Gerrard knew. Last week what Dave King told everyone today But that doesn't stop it from being surprising To those of us Who weren't privy to those conversations As I say uh, By general consensus People have agreed That in order to Catch And then surpass Celtic You're going to need An awful lot of money You're going to need Real quality Uh, So long as Celtic hold on to The Tom Rogic Type of player that they have uh, and so long as they have tens of millions in the bank to buy in others if and when they need to, uh, then it will remain a problem for Rangers and whoever is the manager and whoever is the chief executive and chairman, etc. So I, I think that today the Rangers supporters will be feeling not deflated, but they'll be thinking, I expected more than this. Yeah, they, they did, Hugh, but I, I think come the summer, after their, their back training and everything else and, and players start coming in, that's when the excitement will come again. Then we'll know exactly what uh, the, the new manager can bring in or, or if he has got friends who's going to help him out, let's find out who they are. That's the only time we're going to know. Craig is in Dilmarnock. Hi, Craig. Hi, good evening, panel. How are we? Fine, thanks, Craig. Uh, right, Gordon, what it is, uh, obviously you've been uh, discussing about Stephen Smith earlier on regarding his tackle and what have you. I know mm-hmm. you said it was... Ab- Whoop. Still there, Craig? Hello, Craig. Nope. I think we'll try your hardest to get Craig back That was Craig and Dilmarnock Give it one more go Craig Can you hear us? No Right we'll get Craig back as quickly as we can Hugh Keevans I think I uh, knew roughly where it was going um, We'll see if we can get Craig back on the line I can see him going through See when his name start to light up Hugh Keevans yeah. That's when I know we're going to get him back But back on about Stephen Naismith Clearly a lot of Celtic fans feeling strongly about that one this evening Well uh, Justifiably As I say For Craig Levine, the Hearts manager, to talk about players in Scotland need protection from Scott Brown. And then you see uh, a collision like that. I mean, for me, that has to be rooted out of professional football. That that has nothing to do with tackling. That was, for me, malevolent and malicious. But you need stronger referees, you because that's going to happen. That's always happened in games. You know, people always get tackled. The people are the so-called hard men. I'm not saying it's right, do you know what but that happens. Is, it's up to referees to say no. But you we're know not what, having that. You're getting a red card. It's as simple know, as that. Do you know what disappointed me, though? Stephen Naismith is a player of the highest calibre who was able to go from Kilmarnock to Rangers because of his talent, able to go from Rangers into the top flight in England because of his talent, able to play for his country because of his talent. What was that all about yesterday? That was just horrific and unprofessional. Uh, okay, I don't think we're going to get that previous caller back. It must be said. 01419511025. We'll get another one lined up in the meantime. Still plenty of time for you to join us. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB as well. Just a final word on the unbelievable number of people who keep tweeting to say that Dave King cannot issue shares until the takeover panel issue is sorted and I know that you like to put the words fact in capital letters and feel like that adds to things I get the picture all we can do is pass on Dave King's retort to that which he said earlier which was that his involvement in it will be affected but it can still go ahead he he said it'll go, go ahead next week 
That's the answer That may not be good enough for you But that's the answer nevertheless It's almost time for the full time teaser That's when you send a question to us And we struggle (laughs) Yeah And invariably Hugh and DJ struggle Between now and the end of the programme We'll get that up and running next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. It's time for the full-time teaser. If you've got a good question that you want to try and get on the show, please email it to us, fulltime at clyde1.com. I always say that I like to use the easy ones on a Monday and a Friday because you two just do not cope well with the teasers, but I must admit this one is not that easy. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. Sent in by Jerry and Erskine. There are only eight answers. That's the saving grace, right? Only. Oh, well, that's... Eight Scotland internationals... Who've played in the MLS since 2010 Eight Scotland internationals Who've played in the MLS since 2010 Johnny Russell Yes, because he's there at the moment An easy one Any more, DJ? Mm, that's what I think um, the... Oh, he's just left Rangers Our pal again You couldn't get his name last week And you still oh. can't get his name, it would appear You Don't got it even... last time Centre back, left footed player You are kidding me on no, but we can't do this again. Come on, Hugh. You got it the last time fairly quickly. No, he always turns to me and says, Come on, you Hugh. You obviously can't get it either. No, I'm just trying to think his name again. He's only just left Rangers. Oh, Danny Wilson. Danny, yeah, Danny, oh, my goodness. Mary's prayer. I said that the last time. So, Danny well. Wilson and Johnny Russell so far looking for another six Scotland internationals who've played in the MLS since 2010. Uh, no? No, I'll think about it. Okay, uh, do you remember before the break we had Craig and Dilmarnock on yes, the line yes. And then it, it broke up I, I, I like it when this happens Because it invariably does Brian McLean, this is a special mention to you on Twitter Who is basically suggesting that I, I cut Craig off Because I didn't want to hear what he had to say uh, Brian, I'm not sure how this fits in with your ridiculous theory But here we go We've got Craig and Dilmarnock back on the line Hi Craig Hi, sorry about that guys My my dodgy phone cut off me there So I've used my mobile <laughs> Not uh, a problem, on you go for the record, Brian, I never got cut off, mate. There we go. Brian, hope you have a nice night. Carry on, Craig. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, aye, so I was just saying there, obviously, about you know, how disappointed I was, but, uh, especially, obviously, the referee, but Alan McCoyce as well, you know, uh, saying that, especially with the James Forrest one, I mean, they could have broke his, his ankle, do you know what I mean? I just thought it was a, a really, really bad tackle, you know, and just really disappointed with the referee because, you know, at the centre of Madden, he's had a couple of good games uh, previously, but obviously... Uh, yesterday was absolutely shocking, you know. Yeah. So I had that point, and I've got another point. Well, let's, let's address the, the, the first point first of all. Then you're only yeah. as good as your last game, as they say, Hugh Keevans. But the assistant referee, and the clue is in the word assistant. The assistant referee failed to assist because he was much closer to it, was looking directly at it, and Stephen Naismith has clashed with Scott Brown for me. In a way that was absolutely unmissable And the assistant referee looking straight at it Took no action So uh, that's why we have that fallback Of the compliance officer Who also has the benefit of television replays And if there is not a punishment for Stephen Naismith I would be astounded yeah, Can I come back in actually just for two weeks? Absolutely I know what it is you're saying the linesman, I totally agree, right? But do you not feel that our linesmen are actually here to make a call? Because the ref- basically the referee's making the call. 
So you know they, they're actually almost scared. Well, I, I go. I, I, but you, I, you know what? You're right in a sense, Hugh, because there are some referees that just want to do it themselves. They don't want any help. You know, it's my decision. It all falls. It all comes down to me. I don't know about and that. They all. No, it's no, a some, team. no. Sometimes no. I'm not saying all referees, but some of them. If if they thought it, the, my first observation was it's a penalty, he will give it. And if he speaks to his assistant, he went well. I don't think it will. he will go with that rather than take you know something from the linesman. I, I, it's a referee's decision to make. I take you back to Ibrooks, Juzo uh, Simonovic, uh, elbow in the the face. The assistant referee Douglas Ross shouts "red card, red card, red card" three times. Apart for that one, shoe. Uh, 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 you can't say apart from that one. You know they they do if they feel they are on solid ground. They do come out and assist. Yeah. And we had the benefit of a very accurate television camera angle that day, Hugh Kevens. Yeah. There is no way yeah. that us watching will know. The yeah, communication but, but, between the but, officials but, but it's like everything else If the referee's not in the right position to see it Then he's got to look He's got to listen to what these assistants says If he didn't see it Craig, what was your other point? I think you said you had one oh, Aye, thanks uh, Right, Dave King Now, he's promised Now, he's not He's not actually come out and says that You know, there, there's millions coming for Gerard, right? You know, he's not come out that, right? Yep. But all, all you hear and all you've heard Is people saying there's major investment, Right uh, you've, you've got one particular caller who's a good friend and a good Rangers fan. Uh, I won't tell you who he is, but you'll know who he is. He always comes in and, and, uh, and he's telling us that there's major investment coming. I've actually heard through the grapevine that Steve Austin, the $6 million man, he's bionic eye. So uh, he's, he's going to make look out for a few good signs, you know. Well, you see, you've, you've landed with a presenter of the programme who's now looking at me the way I normally look at him when he mentions anything to do with... Uh, New technology Who's never heard of Steve Austin Or the six million dollar man uh, So it was I just a, thought he meant the wrestler At it, first That's all That's I was a bit confused it I thought was, it was Stone Cold Steve it, Austin it He was, was a, on about It was a television programme Of the six 70s or 80s million dollar man. Yeah. yeah So anyway um, Rangers Will now have to Work hard to get the players in Because the fans I would suggest Are a little disappointed That the level of investment They thought Was around the corner does not appear to be around the corner. Let's wait and see what happens in this summer. <laughs> Is that what you're yeah. hanging on to? Well, well that's, what else can you say? There's no facts at all. We, we need well, to wait are, and see no, what well, happens. Hold on, there are, there are facts. There no, are facts no, I'm talking about today. facts about bringing players in, who they're going to bring in. We don't know who's going to come in. I don't know, that's, that's the whole idea. Of, they're working now on it to try and get people in. Can I give you another MLS name? Oh, you can. Oh. Sean Maloney. Barry, I've just written that down. <laughs> well done, he plays for Chicago Fire. That's right. So we're looking for eight Scotland internationals who've played in the MLS since 2010. Sean Maloney, Danny Wilson, Johnny Russell. You've got you, you've missed the two easy ones, remarkably. Usually you two specialise in easy ones. You try to concentrate on questions. It's very, very difficult. That's, that's, that's the point. That's, that, that is the point of it. Let's speak to Andy in Cumbernauld. Hi, Andy. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Not too bad. What's on your mind tonight, Andy? Stand on the referee Mm-hmm. I, uh, Steve, Steve Clark, the Kilmarnock manager, came out at the weekend and said his players needed more protection. I'll tell you his what, Andy, players, Andy, let's hear those comments just so that in case anyone didn't hear them, 
provide a bit of context and we'll get you back on the back of it. Here's what Steve Clark said at full time at Ibrooks on Saturday. And a free kick I wouldn't argue too much about. I would say that there was an elbow in Stuart Finlay, uh, dealt with by a yellow card, which uh, I'm not sure is, is the right card. There was also a punch to his groin. Later on, when my goalkeeper had the ball in his hand, he gave a free kick to us, so he saw, he saw the movement. No second yellow. And it probably wouldn't have made a difference to the game. And I don't want the lad Morelos to be cited or whatever or, or dealt with because it doesn't help us and it doesn't help this game and I'm not a big fan of that. But it just shows a little bit, for me, the level of the refereeing performance today. And that's the last two games. And I haven't spoken about referees all season. And we've got nothing, so it's not as if I'm saying I'm not, and I'm arguing over points and points because we're desperate for points because we're not. Referees have to be fair to both teams. That's all I ask for. I don't want every decision. I want some decisions. And we didn't get enough decisions today. I think 12 fouls, five yellows for us. Rangers got two yellows, I think, in the last 10 minutes. And one was a red, should have been a red. Another one's a normal yellow. So, work it out for yourself, guys. Thank you very much. Andy, those were the comments you were referring to. What's your take on them? Uh, Ludicrous, ridiculous and uh, unfounded. Having been at the game and watched the game, Kilmarnock got so many judgments for them that should never have got. There was at least three or four occasions that I counted that Kilmarnock players hit the deck as if they'd been shot by a sniper, played about for a couple of seconds and then got up and ran about like nothing ever happened and the referee gave it. If Chris Boyd backed into Russell Martin one time, he'd done it a dozen times and got the free kick on the back of it every time. So I don't know what Steve Clark's going on about because he must be watching a different game from what I watched. Well, you could say that of every game. Uh, you know, people always say he wasn't watching the same game as me, and I'm not disputing one word that you say. Uh, but with reference to yesterday's game, there were absolutely glaring, clear-cut issues, such as the Hearts goal that was disallowed was a legitimate goal. You could argue that it wasn't a corner kick in the first place. You could argue that. Stephen Naismith fouled Scott Brown in the lead-up to Kyle Lafferty's goal. What you cannot argue over, surely, is that Naismith's challenge on Scott Brown was horrendous and deserving of punishment. Just because Andy is on about Stevie Clark, what did you make of those comments, Hugh? We just, I remember we played them on Saturday, yeah. we've just played yeah, them back again. I mean, Stevie Clark, like all managers, will come in. It's heat-of-the-moment stuff because they've not had a proper amount of time to calm down. Uh, and he spoke about better referees and fairer referees. There is a very yeah. clear distinction. Fair to both teams. You said, can yeah. you can say that one referee is better than another, but you cannot suggest that one referee is fair and another referee is unfair because that takes you into a different sphere. Then, uh, so you'd have to be careful with that kind of thing. But as I say, managers, I think, should be entitled to express their opinion. Sometimes, in the heat of the moment. They say things that perhaps on reflection they might not have said But if he thinks one way And the caller who's a Rangers supporter thinks another For me, that's the, the very essence of football Since time began Final word to you, Andy No, I'll, I'll take you Stephen's comments on board <laughs> That's very, very amicable ending to the call yeah. Usually people would rather not take your comments on board where there is I'm this, happy with that Where there is disharmony let me bring peace Must be the good weather It's putting everyone in a good mood People are taking Hugh Keevan's comments on board I can't believe it 0141 951 1025 
If you want to get involved on the phones We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well um, Oh and remember Dundee United up against Livingston In the Ladbrokes Premiership Playoff semi-final first leg We didn't bring you a Livingston team earlier on I'll just quickly tell you Neil Alexander in goal We've got Jackson Longridge Alan Lithgow Sean Byrne Josh Mullen Scott Pittman Scott Robinson Lee Miller Rafa Devita, Craig Halkett Declan Gallagher Sun is shining at Tannadice Should be an absolute cracker In that one Stay tuned to tomorrow's programme To find out all the post-match reaction We're looking for On the teaser by the way Eight Scotland internationals To have played in the MLS Since 2010 You've given me Johnny Russell And Danny Wilson I think they're both Yeah they're both there at the moment You've also given me Sean Maloney So you're looking for another five Did Ross McCormack play in America? No He's in Australia I know Honestly The two easy ones that you're missing I can't believe it I mean there are a couple here That I won't be surprised If you don't get But these two Come on Johnny Russell Danny Wilson Sean Maloney Who else? Big names in Scottish football In the last sort of You know 10-15 years We need need time to think All I'll say to you is Just because They went there Doesn't mean that that was at the end of their career They may have come back Worth bearing that in mind Stuart's in Hamilton Hi Stuart Oh hi panel Thanks for taking my call First time caller Uh, That's because I usually listen to the podcast at night Uh, With with two two babies I can't get anything done on time (laughs) How come you're Uh, off the hook tonight then? (laughs) I might actually walk in the pram Listen, if the baby's struggling oh. to get to sleep, just turn us up. I'm sure it'll, it'll do the trick. <laughs> uh, I must say, you keep you guys keep me going. So uh, I know you get a lot of banter with Celtic Rangers fans, but I actually find you're, you're very good and partial <laughs> most of the time. So good at uh, sending I, babies I to sleep, Hugh Kevens. I like that. <laughs> I don't think people have made enough about tonight. Derek hinted at it, and you talked about it, and yourself. But I think as a Celtic fan tonight. At this season, been for ten years, but I can't get back much just now. Is that I feel it would have taken Rangers two to three good years of building to take Celtic on, uh, and I feel that uh, tonight people are maybe not reading enough into the numbers because uh, I feel I think Rangers' wages bill will need to go up, right? And I think in terms of Celtic getting the ten in a row, it feels tonight we've got a big step closer. The wage bill will go up, not not just including Gerard himself and, and his and his. His crew that he's bringing up, his team, uh, and I think in terms of the contracts and terminations, and when I mean, Derek said this, and you said there's a lot of sort of dead wood there, and I don't know if anybody will buy them. Uh, so it might be a case of contract terminations, there'll be money lost, and then the close billers we'll need the three million pounds back, obviously. Uh, and then and 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 Hugh said, I think it was you last week, Paul. Says if I'm wrong, but he said Rangers are losing about one million pounds every ten weeks. Yeah, on four Which players, we, on four players who who take a hundred thousand pounds per week in wages. I'm trying to remember Alves, Cardoso, Herrera, and Carlos Pena. Those are the four. They take a hundred thousand pounds a week in wages. I've maybe misunderstood. I thought you meant the club itself in terms no, of no. income, income and outgoing. And maybe I know they're losing X amount a year and they're needing loans. I think the six million will be gobbled up, and I'm not sure there'll be that much. And in terms of loans, if you look at the, the types of loans Celtic are getting, and I know you're getting a game, Masonda and Roberts, I, I don't know, really know what they're on and what Celtic are paying. But it could be up as, mu- as much as 40000 a week. I think that's what I heard from Masonda. And, and tonight I feel, I was worried, genuinely worried. I think Rangers are the biggest threat to Celtic, there's no doubt about it, because they've got the most potential. Uh, but I think, feel tonight, they've just 
not quite got it And they might have missed that three year window I don't know what the panel thinks You also look at the Celtic side of things and you know Dembele could be sold in the summer Rogic could uh, refuse to sign any extension to his contract In which case it would be to Celtic's advantage to sell him Rather than lose all money on him Patrick Roberts will go back to Manchester City Charlie Massonda may very well go back to Chelsea uh, So there may be work for Celtic to do Watson Edward, uh, you know, will Celtic pay the money? Uh, so there are financial decisions that have to be taken by Celtic in the summer as well I just feel that uh, overall, no matter what happens in the summertime to Celtic They have the financial strength to do something about it the Rangers fans tonight will just feel that they were expected to hear something dramatic from Dave King and they didn't. Stuart, hope the walk goes well and the babies go to sleep and give you a bit of... T- oh, I actually got a fright there. I wonder what on earth that was. That was Derek Johnson. I've no idea what that was supposed to be. Baby crying, you would assume. It certainly didn't sound like that to me. Thank you to Stuart and Hamilton. Looking for eight Scotland internationals who've played in the MLS since 2010. Johnny Russell, Danny Wilson, Sean Maloney. Any more? Not yet. No. DJ? No. Okay, hopefully we'll get the answers to the full-time teaser. That's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in. Please gamble responsibly. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are here with me in the final part of tonight's show and they're going about this full-time teaser um, lots of people are, are urging you on On yes. Twitter Because there are two obvious ones That you've well, missed eight, eight Scotland internationals Who've played in the MLS since 2010 Sean Maloney Danny Wilson Johnny Russell I told you you were missing Two obvious ones Please tell me You got yes. them during got, the break We got yes. one each okay. You first big man Kenny Miller Correct Chris Boyd Yes Okay, I thought this was going to be The disaster of all disasters But we're getting there Five. Chris Boyd Kenny Miller Sean Maloney Danny Wilson Johnny Russell Well done to James Hendry and Joe On Twitter I could see you Urging them on uh, And then, and Peter has been on as well Hugh And he, he wants you to Give a wee mention to Donna O'Reilly Because she's unwell at the moment And you're oh. her favourite pundit uh, Donna O'Reilly Get well soon There we go I'm sure that'll do the trick Magic medicine from Hugh Keevans Still time for you to get in touch tonight 0141951125 You can tweet us at Clyde SSB As well Let's speak to Charlie in Airdrie Hi Charlie How you doing Gordon? Oh good, how are you? Ah, oh, not too bad We've been sunburnt today Oh, it's <laughs> a nice problem to have Charlie uh, That's it, don't get, don't get too much here <laughs> uh, The thing is, um, it's regarding Dave King's statement today um, A bit peeved after, to tell you the truth um, Mark Greedy, uh, over the last two I know he's not there tonight, but over the last two or three months He's turned around and saying A lot of Rangers supporters will be very happy uh, they're going to be a major investment. I don't know when it's coming in or who's bringing it in, but uh, it's going to come in. So, um, and then as I, well, I, I think um, Stephen Gerrard wasn't mentioned at that time either. And um, Stephen Gerrard came in, it was we're over the moon. And then after the day, um, it was like a stamp squib. The thing is, and all, um, I heard it. I've said it before. I've spoke about this shirt deal. I can't understand how. At least he, he, he could have mentioned that. That would have took a wee bit of the sting out of it um, because he, he, he did the ten million for the over the three year, which is he's talking about shares, and it would have been like six, sixteen million. Then you know, mm. 
Uh, so I can't, hopefully that is no fell through and all. So I was wanting to ask Eric, is he an idea was fell through or what? I mean, that's an, that's an interesting point. I, I can't believe nobody asked the question about that today, about the deal. I mean, there, there's actually pictures of the new Rangers no, well, it, it, on it and everything else. There, I don't, what question is there to be asked? It was confirmed well, by Rangers. Yeah, well, it yeah. was confirmed last week, wasn't it, that it's yeah. going to... So, so that's £10 million. Pounds. Well, it's over Do three years. Over three yeah, it's years over three years. And so, so it's three million a year, three and a bit million I mean, every, a year. I mean, clubs get... Sponsorship. That's that's the that's the yeah. point, Hugh. It's not like this is a an extra bonus, you know, that Rangers will have that Celtic won't, so I, to speak. But Charlie is obviously talking about other uh, sources of income. I think Rangers suffer from having been in the lower orders and having underachieved for many years now. Uh, that, in terms of the commercial world, doesn't make you box office. You know, you, you're not going to attract big money um, until. Such times as you are more successful And then we have that vicious circle How do you get more successful If you can't get the money to challenge Celtic These are the problems that Stephen Gerrard is going to have to confront He and Mark Allen uh, You know, just because the Statement from Dave King Wasn't all that the Rangers fans Hoped it would be today Doesn't mean to say That in the immortal words, words of Dad's army Stephen Gerrard is doomed He's not he is going to have to work hard yeah. both in terms of proving to people that he can hit the ground running as a manager when he has no previous managerial experience and also that he can bring players to Ibrooks at a time when the market down south, the, the, the wages down south are phenomenally high and as I say, no one's going to come up here for philanthropical reasons. They're up here to earn their living So they're not going to take A 50% or worse Decrease in salary Oh by the way Livingston have just scored oh. Rafa De Vita Has put Livingston 1-0 up Inside 2 minutes At Tanadice And Dundee United Have just equalised What a game 1-0 Incredible 1-0 between Yes yeah, sorry Charlie I was just, just updating things there Dundee United won Livingston won In the playoffs On you go Sorry Um well, as I say, I've got my season ticket. I think I must have been one of the supporters, the first supporter to get my season ticket. That was even before Jared was on the scene. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm definitely hoping, see when I go back next season, I hope there's not one single one of the players there because I'll, I'll be absolutely scunner. Well, well, see, at the end of the day, we're not going to win nothing with these players, Derek. Yeah. There must be some that would do it for you, Charlie. They're not going to get rid of all the players. That's impossible, Charlie. There must be some that would do it for you, no? No. Not even one or two. Listen, there were too many chances, Gordon. Uh, You you would need to be who you need to turn that team round about. At the end of the day, even take Stephen Gerrard, couldn't he there? Because there's there's too many chances of attitude. See that? uh, I was delighted when he said that, when Stephen Gerrard said, look, if people have not got the, the, the bottle... You know, or the strength to fight for this club for ninety minutes, then get out. I don't want you at all, and I, I think that'll ring true with a few players. You're right. The, the one thing that you're expecting as a player, no matter what club you support, is when you put that shirt on, you go out there for ninety minutes, you run your socks off. What do you think about the game tomorrow, Charlie? Where do you sit on this? Because more, a lot of people phone in the show and say, you know, anything less than self uh, second for Rangers would be. Unacceptable And they, they sort of must do it But then we do get other callers Who say they're actually Not that bothered They just They don't think there's much difference Between second, third and fourth And they don't put that much Importance on it What about you personally? Well I think The, the idea of bringing Gerard in Is took the sting out of it Now I don't think uh, well, Talking for myself 
I'm not really too bothered, but I was, I'd like to see. I was glad when they drew on Saturday there when I was at the game and heard they drew. It gives it a wee chance, but um, that'd be a funny setting, fair enough. But the, the thing is, we it's starting a new slate next season, and Gerard being there. But as I say, if that if that team is there next season, uh, we are we are doomed again. I'm telling you, we are we are. We are as I say, I've never turned that team round. And as I say, see that uh, Morelos. I'll just to see him breaking in a, a sprint, mm. to tell you the truth. Oh, Charlie, you've not been a fan of his all season oh, no, long. That's I, I, consistent. I, I, you're I, consistent, I, 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 at least. I'm a long time ago with that 9 million. Uh, Hugh, on this issue of finishing second, third, or fourth, whilst oh. we're talking about money, if you finish second, you get more than half a million pounds more yeah. than you do for finishing fourth. So, given what Dave King said today, I bet you he thinks it's important. Oh, sure. Rarely has the split been more attractive than it is now. Rangers have to go to Pataudry. It's a cup final for them and for Aberdeen. Uh, Hearts will play Hibs. And then on the final day, you'll have Celtic playing Aberdeen and Rangers at Hibs. It just could not get any more intriguing. Uh, and I think Derek McInnes has stirred the pot a little today by saying it would be embarrassing for Rangers if they didn't finish second. So uh, that's the type of thing that Jimmy Nichol would be reminding his players of in the Pataudry dressing room tomorrow night. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. Derek, what about that? Would it be embarrassing for Rangers to not finish second? Uh, no, I, I don't think it would be. I think when you, when you think of the settled side that Aberdeen have got and the settled side that Hibs have got, I think Hibs have shown in the last five or six games how good a side they are. I think for Rangers, there'll be, there will be a lot of Rangers fans thinking, you know, we don't finish second, we're so far behind. If Rangers don't win tomorrow night, I think they'll be, I think they'll finish fourth. Because I think Hibs will beat Hearts and Hibs have every chance of beating Rangers in the last game, which means that Rangers would be fourth. But I think with, I think the call, the last call is right, with Steven Gerrard coming in, It'll be, it's a new start I think a lot of people say Well we'll finish fourth We'll finish fourth But what a season We're going to have next season They're putting all their eggs In that one basket for next season It's a fascinating matchup tomorrow Hugh Because Aberdeen are Still there In second place They're yeah. in the driving seat Yeah But their form against Rangers Hasn't been good this season What I would say to you though Is that since Aberdeen were comprehensively Beaten by Motherwell In the semi-final Of the, the Scottish Cup at Hamden Comprehensively beaten Lucky to get away with 3-0 they haven't lost a goal in a league match. They've gone four league games and not conceded a goal. So they've got a strong defensive lineup going into this. Thank you to Charlie and Airdrie. That's going to be the final call of tonight because we need to round off this teaser sent in by Jerry and Erskine. Yes. Eight Scotland internationals who've played in the MLS since 2010. Boyd, Miller, Maloney, Danny Wilson and Johnny Russell. Three we to go. Help. We need help. We need help. You got no more guesses at all? You all out? We need help. Right, okay. I'll name his Scottish clubs uh-huh. Dundee United Celtic Aberdeen They were just three of his Scottish clubs So made his name at Dundee United Earned a move to Celtic Finished his career at Aberdeen In terms of From a Scottish perspective No? Oh my goodness Really struggling know. Right come on He's got ginger hair If it makes any difference <laughs> Come on Initial Is it initial time? Yeah B-R Robson Barry Robson Barry Robson oh. Okay Next one Played for Played for Toronto FC And has a brother Who played here for Hibs and Celtic As well 
What brothers played for Scotland around that time? Oh, Caldwell. Caldwell. Yes. So Stephen Caldwell. And the final one, real, is the toughest by a mile. Played for Celtic and Aberdeen and went to Colorado Rapids. Initials J S. No, they're looking at me so blankly right now. This is. No. G S. Yeah. Jamie Smith. You were never going to no, get it. G-S. Jamie Smith. Never, never. Thank you to Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. I think it's still one all between Livingston, uh, between Dundee United, sorry, and Livingston in that playoff game. Don't forget, we are back at six o'clock tomorrow night in the company of Roger Hanna and Gordon DL.